If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside Sam Allen. We are here in Buford, Georgia at the Buford Showcase, presented by Blue Collar Basketball and Sam Allen. We've got a player joining us today, which I'm excited because uh, I always enjoy the player perspective. But, um, Sam, first off, I want to give a shout-out to your tournament here, Buford Showcase. Happy with it? Pleased with it? you got a great lineup, great collection of teams and talent. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. we got a we got state championship caliber teams like Zach playing for St. Pius. They've been to back-to-back, you know, state championship games and about to watch GAC and Lithonia play. And, yeah, we got and GAC a lot of talent. And GAC won it last year, right, Greater? Yeah, GAC won it all last year. We got college coaches here and uh, phenomenal facility. Coach Durden, Coach Martin are great partners to be with. It's and, incredible um, that this is a high school venue. It is. I mean. Are you kidding me? I mean, look at that. I mean, scoreboard, yeah, we like, got the scoreboard with jumbotron the on jumbotron. four sides, incredible. So we're excited. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So, so Zach, man. So first of all, congrats on the win earlier, right? Got that in and out early. So crushed it there. Let me ask you a question. So you obviously playing basketball, and but you're actually a football player first, I guess, right? Because you, you committed recently to Wake Forest. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. So I, I just got to ask you. There's this school of thought amongst athletes today that, like, if you're going to play high-level D1, which you now have committed ACC football there, that you've got to be all football all day, every day, like, almost to the point of, like, driving you crazy. You haven't subscribed to that thought. Why not? Well, mostly it's because, like, my coaches at Wake Forest have truly wanted, they truly want, like, two-sport, like, three-sport athletes, and they pride like themselves upon like searching for people who like care about like multiple sports and like are uh, like able to like accept coaching from both like football coaches and basketball coaches. So, so that's actually so, talked about mm-hmm. really yes, like sir. during your recruiting yeah, that was, was talked about like the head coach for Wake Forest um coach Clawson he he like the main thing that he wanted me to like keep doing was play basketball and I thought it was I thought it was really weird because like yeah you're suppo- like once you commit to football you're supposed to strictly stay football but like he was really excited like when like I put a basketball tape on, on Twitter and like he already like recruited me for football but like when he said he saw my basketball tape he just like sold him and like he was so excited to see that and like now that is an incredible story actually. I mean I mean being serious, you don't see that right? And and for people to think that like that was one of the things that sealed the deal, that like a college coach was excited about that, probably makes you feel better and more free yeah. to play basketball yeah. that you're doing it and you're instilling the good graces yeah. of your college mm-hmm. program. Yeah, and they like Wake Forest is a great program and they they make sure to let like let their players know that if you like even if you get hurt, like in another sport that you play, like there, 
their love for you and their like connection to you is gonna stay true. And like that's what like I truly fell in love with when I like when I was getting recruited. And like it just shows like there are some colleges that like actually care about the individual and you're not just gonna be a number when you go there. So that's what I like. Who, who else was looking at you? Um I had offers from Georgia State, Mercer, um, Louisville, Rutgers. Uh, Zach committed pretty yeah. early in the process, too. What, what is that process like? Is it like, I mean, just so cool? Or is it stressful? Is it like... At first, like, when recruiting started, like, I wasn't getting that, like, that many looks. And I thought it was, like, weird because, like, everybody tells me, like, I'm a special athlete. I'm, like, the special kid to be around. And, like, I didn't really see that, like, because I thought, oh, co- like, colleges weren't going to look at me for, like, this and that because I don't have the measurables. But then again, it all changed, like, when I got my first officer from, like, Air Force, and they said that they loved the, like, my heart on the field and, like, how, like, I play like and they knew that I played multiple sports and they didn't they didn't really want me to play basketball but like they still were like up for it. So I think it was just how the coaches wanted me there that like really So so would you say you enjoyed the process or didn't enjoy the process? I, I enjoyed it. It it was stressful to like communicate with all the coaches like that talked to me. Are they just blowing but, up your yeah, phone every were, day? They were a lot. Um and it would, it would be weird because, like, I would talk, I would get off the phone with one coach and then another coach would call me. So, like, it was just, it was kind of, like, awkward. And I would have to say, like, no other coaches were talking to me, like, as of yet. So well, that's just, interesting you say that. Like, I, I wasn't heavily recruited. I wasn't recruited at all, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm living through you. Like, are you, like, are you actually playing coy in the sense of, like, oh, no, I'm not really talking to anyone else? Or are you actually, like... Well, you know, I just got off the phone with Louisville. What do you have? You know, like kind of playing it against each other. How yeah. are you handling that? Oh, uh, at the start of it, I was, I was like more. Oh, like I, I just got an offer from Air Force, I, so it should like the offer should start coming in. Or, but like when I started like realizing that coaches like truly wanted me to be in their program, I started being more humble and like I started realizing that I have to focus on like how I'm going to affect that team in the future. And that's why I started to like say that I'm talking to like some coaches, but some coaches I don't know about and some coaches I do know about and like how I feel about the college itself. Interesting. So that's what that's what made it kind of stressful, but it wasn't stressful at all. Okay. So. Interesting. How many hours a week during like the heavy part of recruiting are you Literally put an hour on this if you can. During the heavy, heaviest couple months of recruiting, how many hours a week are you texting slash talking on the phone slash visiting? Put it all together. Oh, okay. How many hours a week are you spending in this? Uh, that's a hard, hard number to put about. But I would say roughly about six to nine hours a day. Like, like a week, actually. Six to nine hours a week. week. Okay. Yeah. Six to nine hours a week. Like, roughly either 
texting a coach or calling a coach mostly. So, so I mean, it's still like an hour or so a day, yeah. like hour, hour and a half a day you're yeah. just spending on this. Yeah. Man, that's wild. Sam, you've had a chance to coach this young man. Yeah, Zach, I mean, I said it earlier, but you won't find a better combination of young people that have high character, competitive, and great teammate. And I, I wish, you know, Zach's a coach's dream because he's got all those traits, <laughs> all those qualities. And I'm so excited to see what he does at the next level in college. You know, but Zach's going to be successful whatever he does long after he's going to be a great father, a great husband one day. And all you got to do is go spend about five minutes around his family, his own dad and mom, his brother and grandmother is sitting up there in the stands. They're all phenomenal people, like really just like great people. And so it's no surprise Zach is who he is. And I'm not saying that because he's sitting here next to me. Um, Because, yeah, I just I couldn't say enough good things. I could get emotional talking about it, too. (laughs) So do you how do you find the love for basketball when for all intents and purposes, your love for football is greater? Mm -hmm. Right. So how do you find yourself getting as committed and as excited and as all in and locked in on basketball when I mean, you know, it's secondary for you. Um, I would say it's just like how I am on the football field because like once I step on the court or like when I step on the field, I just get this feeling that it's just either me in the basket or it's just me in that play and like I love that feeling so like I would say that at first I thought basketball was like my number one sport and like oh I, I might get like looked for like basketball but like when I realized that I was pretty good at football like basketball started to like go down a little bit but like that passion that I felt like when I was on the court it felt like amazing and like I wouldn't change that for like the world can you actually pinpoint one or two ways that basketball helps you as a football player like that you physically and like visually can see and feel like yeah like I take I, I clearly take this and carry it over yeah well besides we the fact that the best athletes are basketball players mm-hmm. we can't acknowledge that right <laughs> their ability to run sprint slide I mean, maybe jump. like some time to think about yeah. that in case I want to debate that with you but I, I okay I'll go with that <laughs> Um, some like key things that like help, like when I'm on the football like field is, especially like basketball shape is totally different from football shape. Like going back and forth on a court is nothing like football because you get breaks in between like each play. Play so, hard for five seconds, rest yeah. for a minute thirty, mm-hmm. you know. So like it was like I would say that helps me a lot on the football field, and then being able to hear like. A coach Sam or a coach Parr, it just like helps when you get back to like your football coach who is like your first coach or your your main coach at the start of the year. Okay. So I think that like helps a lot. But let's take a quick break with our friends over at Team Snap uh, before we jump into the second half. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Coaches, I'd like to share with you three tips that will allow you to become a better communicator. The first one, as you're communicating, become more sensitive to avoid filler words. We all know what they are. We've heard them many times. It's those little ums and ahs and likes and the various words that fill in the gaps in between our sentences as we're thinking and processing of what to say next. 
As a communicator, try your best to avoid those. Become sensitive and aware of when you're doing it and try everything you can to avoid them. Secondly, use silence effectively. Silence can be a great tool that will allow your players to think a little bit more on what you just said. Adding that dramatic pause that gets everyone to reset and re-engage and refocus. Use silence effectively. And the third thing, avoid rambling. If you can get your message said clearly and fully in less words, do it. Try your best. Minimize the word count of your messages that you're communicating to your team. Those three tips, when implemented, will allow you to become a better communicator. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, helping get everybody on the same page from coaches, players, and parents. Check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to get started. So, Zach, talk about you guys at St. Pius. Y'all played in two straight state mm-hmm. championship games. Yes, we talked to Coach Parr about this earlier. And there's several of you guys that were a part of the first year when y'all lost. Yeah. Um, but talk about from a player's standpoint, not what you hear Coach Carr say, mm-hmm. but, like, what do you as players feel about this season? Do y'all talk about like winning it all a lot? Is it kind of just a known thing so you don't really have to talk about it? Just curious, like, peel back from a player's perspective with that conversation, what the locker room talks like. Um, give it to us real. Don't give me the... So, like, we do talk about it a lot, and we, at the start of the season, we were really, we were really, like, confident that we, we were going to be, like, great this year. And, like, some of the games that we played already showed us truly that you can't look at it like that you have to work for that and like when we like we lost the GAC two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and that like just opened our eyes because we we thought coming in there oh they won state but we've been in the state two years in a row so we have a better advantage but like you can't do that when you're playing a team. You have to can't just show up. And yeah, win. you can't just show up and win. You have to fully put in the work and and like be committed to like getting better each and every day during practice. So like it was it was like that loss was one of the hardest like on all of us. I would say because it truly it dimmed our ego a lot. Yeah, but. It also brightened reset our, your yeah, focus. It, it reset our focus, and it made us realize that we have a chance to be great, but we have to put work in, mm-hmm. and nothing's going to stand in our way if we put that work in. So, you know, one thing I find interesting as a high-level athlete like you, playing multiple sports and training in the off-season stuff—it's probably crazy. You probably don't think about it this way, but you're being coached almost all year round. Think about it, by a different coach, whether it's a conditioning, strength and conditioning coach, basketball coach, football coach, like almost your entire year, probably for the last however many years, you are being coached, yeah, which is pretty wild. That is true. Like, I never truly like thought about it like that. Like, I never really get a break because there's always a new coach coming. There, there's like, always right a, the a new so, season yeah. <laughs> and a new thing that you're being coached. Mm-hmm. So you, more than anyone, 
should be super aware of what you enjoy from coaching and what you don't, right? And what coach drives you and gets the best out of you and, and the ones that kind of push you off and, like, kind of you, you just don't, you know, you just don't feel it with that yeah. coach. Speak on that for a second. What, what things do you love that coaches do for you? And what things, you know, do you find yourself being like, you know what, every time a coach does this, it drives me crazy. You know, I remember talking to one athlete, uh, Paul Rabel, uh, lacrosse player. He's like the Michael Jordan lacrosse, okay? He said he hated when coaches would be like, would always make these kind of broad statements about the players not caring. Y'all seem like you don't even care. Like you don't. He'd be like, I hated it. He's like, you think we don't care? You, you, do you really think we don't care? I've just spent the last five months playing. No, it's not that I don't care. We're just getting beat. You know, we're getting, it's not that we don't care. And he talked about how he hated that. What are some things you love and dislike about the coaches that coach you specifically? Okay. Um, I'll start with football. Like, I love when, like, like if I like, make a mistake during practice, like, my, like, the head coach will say, oh, like, next play, you'll, like, it's fine. But, like, when, when like, we're, like, we just have, like, a rough loss or something, he'll say... Oh, so you just came to practice just to just to come to practice? No, we're here to get better. Even if even though we, we lost and we're still down about the loss, like, we're we're here so that won't happen again. And that's like what I take from like football, and I use it for like basketball in a sense because whenever like Coach Parr says um, that like we're not trying on defense, but we're we were busting it and like yeah. during practice and and like we're drenched in sweat and like, it's like how do you, yeah. what do you mean we're not it's, trying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's just not it's not accurate it's, always. Like, but I I would say and like the thing that I love mostly about like the coaches that coach me now are the fact that they do care about you and that's another reason why like I fell in love with Wake because the coaches like after recruiting. They're like they stop caring about you. None of the coaches at Wake do that, and none of the pious coaches do that either. So like that's why I love love that too. Do Do you like the yellers, or are you kind of like bring it down? Uh, I would say I'm like in the middle because like <laughs> if you yell at me, I like get pumped up and I like I go like even harder. But like if you're like a soft turn person, like and like you just like do it your way. I feel like that works as well too. So I would say I'm more in the middle, and like I like to be coached like by both. Okay. You, so. you, you ask. You gotta realize who you're asking. <laughs> like Zach could be coached by any personality. He's just gonna be coachable. Like he's that kid. So like he's gonna adapt. I think to whatever the personality is, and just buy into it. I think we all have, still have preferences, though. I yeah, feel, true, you know, true. But I, I know what you're saying. I mean, at that point, he's like, I mean, he's so driven personally, yeah, yeah. you know, like from a maturity standpoint on another level that like, to your point, even if a coach isn't coaching well, he'll find ha- how to still succeed in that environment. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Zach, I mean, we're, we're getting close to the end here. And um, what would you say you're most excited about this, this senior year, your last year at high school, last year at home? So a lot's about to change. You're yeah. finishing out. You're going to graduate high school. You're going to go to college. Like you realize in the next 12 months, how much change is going to take place. And by the way, you still with your girlfriend? Yeah. So 
His girlfriend's playing college basketball mm-hmm. currently right okay. now. Okay, that would have been real awkward if he wasn't, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, when's high school graduation date for you? Um, I believe it, it's May 19th. Or, it's either the 13th or the 19th. Okay. So, so you, you know, you're going to hopefully go on and make a run here, maybe win a state championship, graduate, go to Wake, start playing. A year from now, you'll have just completed your regular season. So if we're sitting here one year from now, just think, like, you're probably just right now as you're hearing me say all that, you're like, wow, you're right. All these things are going to happen. What, what do you think most excites you? Do you look long-term or are you just so focused on, like, just enjoying, you know, today and each day and each moment? Talk to us about that. I would have to say, like, I'm in the middle again with I have to look to the future because it's coming so fast. But I'm I my mom and my dad have taught me to, like, if a day is bad, look to the next day because it can only get better. If you're at the lowest point in your life, it's only going to get better. It's only going to rise because you can't go lower. Right. And so, like, I, I would say I, like, I'm, again, like, in the middle with that. But I know that in the future, there's so much that's going to change. And I, I am kind of nervous and I'm a little bit scared. But the people who I, I'm surrounded by have helped me so much. So, like, that day-to-day process, it... It's it's a lot easier, I would say, and it like it kind of like lands the load of, off my back, I would say. So I'm I would say I'm more in the middle of being of present and looking ahead. Yeah. yeah, Zach, out of curiosity, how do you know? And, and I'm always intrigued with this. How do you know? And maybe you don't know. And maybe you don't even think about it. Maybe you do think about it a lot. How do you know if you're working hard enough right now to prepare yourself for what's about to come at Wake? And I say that, right, because a lot of high-level athletes, oftentimes they think they're working hard just because they're comparing themselves to, like, maybe their classmates at the time, right? But, like, they don't realize, like, that other four-star, five-star down the street, you're not actually working that hard if you were to compare yourself. How do you know if you're putting in enough work, right? Like, I would have to say, like, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's fair. I, like, when I went to, like, some football camps and, like, some basketball camps, there were a lot of kids better than me, and I, I knew that they worked a lot harder than me. But, and that showed me, like, if I truly want my goal, I'm going to have to put the work in, and I'm going to have to fight for what I want. And that shows me, like, I don't have a level of when I know when I, I'm, like, working too hard or, or I'm not working enough that level keeps getting higher by the players I meet and by the coaches I have and like the, the experience that I gain each and every day so what, what, what is your collegiate goal and I ask that because we've talked about this a little bit Sam how I think there's a lot of high school athletes they like the thought of playing college sports more than the reality of playing sports right it's like they got that scholarship, and it's almost like they achieved what they wanted to, but when it really came time to it, they may not have wanted it as much. When you say, like, to reach you, the goals you want to reach, what are, what is that? like? Well, I know for, like, this year and, like, the basketball season, like, my goal would be, like, a state championship and to get closer with my teammates and to perform for my school. 
my collegiate career goal, I would say I haven't like looked upon yet. So I would have to truly like focus on that soon because it's coming so fast once again. And I think that once like I set that goal, my drive is just going to get like bigger and bigger. So I think that's such a honest answer. You know what I mean? Like your goals right now is this basketball mm-hmm. season, and like you haven't put much thought to the college goal yet. You know, obviously you're gonna you have standards for yourself, so you know there's certain things you're gonna work towards. I'm gonna leave you with this as we wrap up here. 156 is the number. 156 days left in your high school experience, right? And and allow that number to be a reminder for you, Zach to like continue just giving it all that you have because you don't have many days left in this high school experience. I mean, 156, that's it till you're done, right? And every day that number's decreasing, okay? And and in just a few months, it's going to be 80 and then 30 and all that. So 156, countdown, right? It'll allow you to appreciate the experience that much greater. Zach, appreciate you spending some time with us. Congrats on the win. Congrats on the scholarship to Wake Forest. We'll be cheering you on. Uh, Sam, anything you wanted to add? No, I just love you, Zach, man. So excited for your future. And uh, appreciate you sharing. I think you dropped some knowledge and nuggets on our audience today. I think you're going to make them better. Thank you. Absolutely. Listen, I am Adam. This is Sam Allen filling in for TJ Rosine. We are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.